Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 201 of the Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about my top five facts from doing 200 episodes of this podcast, including why low back pain is usually not a one-time occurrence, why you don't need to lose weight to get out of pain, and everything I've learned about how to get rid of plantar fasciitis for good. So if you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for a while, you might have realized, oh my goodness, this is the 201st episode. So last week, we just published our 200th episode, which is very exciting. I was talking to my friend Nicole about it. She's like, you know what? You should do an episode of all the things that you have learned from the podcast. Because believe it or not, I actually learn a ton from doing the show, both in the research in conversations that I have with you on social media about what you are struggling with or what you're interested in. I get so many ideas of like what to do and where to go next. And in that discovery and detective mode, I learn a ton. And you'd think after 200 episodes, I probably have learned something. Yes, I have. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. This way you can go back and listen to these episodes if it is relevant for you, or if you're just like, I'm here for the ride to like be reminded of stuff that I learned many episodes ago that maybe I forgot. It just, it doesn't matter. So like, let's just get into it. And we're going to start with number five and work our way up. So number five is episode 186 on SI joint and low back pain. And what was most fascinating for me while doing the research for this episode was learning about the impact that your deep low back muscles have on back pain. So there's a muscle called your multifidus or multifidy, and they're this group of very small muscles that run in between the bones of your spine. So from vertebra to vertebra. And they provide stability and support for the spine, but they also are what's responsible for kind of contracting and stabilizing the spine when you think about moving. So it's a really subtle thing to be able to feel, and you can only really access them on the surface of your sacrum. But if you go from sitting to standing and you have your hands on your sacrum and you are really attuned to your body and how things feel, and your multifidy is healthy and doing what it needs to do, you might be able to feel it tense before you even move. So it's important. Now, in the case of back pain, or if you have experienced back pain or something that you experience time and time again, they also have found dysfunction in the multifidy when you have low back pain. So they go kind of together one and one. And this multifidy dysfunction can persist even after the pain has disappeared, which may be one of the reasons why low back pain is usually not a one-time occurrence. So when it comes to like your ankle, for example, and I've talked about this before, you sprain your ankle and then due to a series of events that are designed to protect you from getting further injured, your body stops talking to your foot and ankle in the same way, which is also why after you've sprained your ankle, it's so much easier to sprain it. And you might sprain it like six more times over the next couple of weeks. So in the back, 
the multivity may be that connection, that the multivity is impacted. Your brain goes back hurts. Let's not talk to that, which would be fine, except it's a stabilizer. So what does this actually mean? Well, definitely go listen to episode 186 all about this, but working on addressing tension, but not just tension, also addressing, let's say a lack of proprioception, because saying like sleepy muscles is kind of like downplaying what's actually happening is that your brain is not communicating in an effective way with the tissues in question. So use your therapy balls on the surface of your sacrum. I really like to do it on the wall, followed by activations that challenge your core strength in neutral. And that's going to be one of the definitely starting places for getting out of that back pain cycle and being able to actually build strength for your core without tweaking something and being right back where you started from. And I could go on and on about this. In fact, I did in episode 186. So definitely go check that out. But learning about that connection of the multifity to low back pain and dysfunction in the multifity and how that can you know, be potentially one of the causes of recurring back pain was fascinating, like seriously fascinating. I was just like, it makes so much sense. It also changed how I approach my work with clients and making sure that we address the sacrum and multifity and core stability if there is an instance of back pain. I'm not kidding when I tell you that I am learning all along the way. Number four is all about bunions. This was episode 177. And the big aha moment that I had was that bunions do in fact have a genetic component. I was initially taught that it was how you moved and it was, you know, basically your fault and how you stood and how you learned how to stand from your family. That was the cause of bunions. And if you just changed how you stood, then it would all be fine. Now, when it comes to bunions and bone growth like that, we can't actually reverse bone growth. We can slow or stop its progression and we can absolutely address pain. But as always, I'm interested in the why, like why does it happen? So it's not just how you move, but also if you are hypermobile, if you have some underlying joint laxity that's already contributing to how that big toe joint is moving or its ability to move in that lateral way, um, of course, tight shoes, but that genetic component that presents as hypermobility or joint laxity is like, of course, right, is another component to this. So it's not 100% caused by movement, which also is like, it's not your fault if you have bunions, like at all. And while it may be like a cosmetic thing, and it can be uncomfortable, just because you have bunions, I say punions, I don't know what punions are, but that's pain with bunions, it's punions. Um, But if you have bunions, you don't also have to have pain. And so that was a really... um, I don't like enlightening isn't really the word, but like, again, I learn stuff every time I do episodes, every time I post something to social media, when I have to go and look up, you know, the science behind what I'm doing, I always learn something new from not only latest research, but also there's some things where I just I haven't looked into the research in a while. And this is one where I was like, wow, I was really wrong about bunions. Uh, So to every student who sat in a class with me over the last 10 years and heard me say that it's not genetic whatsoever, 
I'm sorry. I was wrong. So yeah, the fact that your mom had bunions or your grandmother had bunions does make a difference. How you stand also makes a difference. Also the genetics also, also, also make a difference. But again, bunions, <laughs> just because you have bunions doesn't mean you also have to have pain. And in episode 177, all about bunions, I walk you through a whole, you know, exercise protocol that you can use to help address that. So definitely go check that out. Uh, it's the foot pain fix. If you're like, I can't wait, I need to know. Um, AEWellness.com slash foot pain is where you can get for free all my favorite exercises for foot pain, including plantar fasciitis and bunions. So definitely go check that out. All right, number three, does losing weight help with pain? This was episode 143. And that was a big, I don't even want to say it was a big aha. It was some like the fact that you do not need to lose weight to get out of pain. This was something that I knew to be true. I believed it. You know, I work with people of all body types and sizes and compositions. And like, honestly, pain affects everybody differently at different body sizes. Like there is no direct correlation, but I hadn't looked into the research. And then when I actually looked into the research, there's a big like gap and there's really there there is no research that says with direct correlation 100% certainty that losing weight gets you out of pain if that were true then people who were in smaller bodies would never experience pain and that's not true and so while i mean again every time i post this on social media people are like well i lost weight and it helped me get out of pain and that's awesome that that happened for you but when people go to their healthcare provider with pain and they're told well you just need to lose weight and not actually being provided with quality medical care that's a huge problem Full stop. That's a problem because it's also not based in anything. And for every research study I found, there was a difference of the type of study that you would get when you search for obesity and chronic pain versus other terms, which is just like, wait, what? Which means, you know, again, if you don't know this, if you haven't looked into the research, you're going to land on finding all of the things that just confirm your current understanding. So what I did find in the research is that the two conditions appear to occur frequently together and likely have a connection to one another, but there has been no research to evaluate that relationship that has yielded like substantial, like this is 100% true, which is wild because we've come to collectively believe that they are 100% correlated, that you absolutely must lose weight to get out of pain and that your pain that you experience right now is absolutely because of your body composition. And that's just not true. The science doesn't show that. And like I said, the real problem here with this concept that you have to lose weight to get out of pain, which is false, is that people get subpar healthcare because their providers are ignoring their symptoms and sending them on their way with a bullshit recommendation to just lose weight. So if you want to hear me on a soapbox, definitely check out episode 143. And also just know you do not have to wait to lose weight, to start working on your pain and moving better. And if you have a provider who tells you that you do, go find someone else to work with because they do exist out there. And even just talking about this right now, I'm like, oh, I need to go put this on social media again because the people in the comments are mad that I say this. 
and they say, well, I went on Google and I'm like, sorry, but Google is not research. It's not research. So if you needed permission to get into movement again, to rediscover how your body feels moving and to start on, take that first next step on your journey to moving better and feeling better. And you think that you need to lose weight to start it. You do not. And I'd love to help you move better and feel better. So just reach out. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. All right. Number two of the, oh my... (laughs) facts that I learned in making the Body Nerd show come in the form of Can You Sweat Out Toxins from episode 24. So this feels super relevant right now because I finally got my own sauna blanket for at-home use. And I did this episode after going to a local spa that has sauna blankets that will wrap you up like a little burrito. You lay there and you watch television. And I was fully ready to be like, this is nonsense. (laughs) And so many of the episodes of the podcast have been about me changing my own mind once I dig into the research. And this one was no different. So I thought that this was like, the goop effect, right? That it was just like something trendy and somebody was like pushing it and the marketing made it seem like really super cool, but it really didn't have any backing. And so I looked into the research and I learned that there are some toxins in the human body that are fat soluble, meaning they are only present in the fat tissue within the body. And we all have fat tissue, like in your superficial fascia, like everybody has fat on your body. So these fat soluble toxins, or just call them chemicals, whatever, like I know the word toxic is like, you know, you might want to like drink a green juice. And like, that's a whole nother thing that we probably should do an episode about. But these fat soluble toxins that are in the human body are stuff that's also present in our environment that you have been exposed to things like mercury, lead, arsenic, organochlorinated pesticides, OCPs. And OCPs are interesting because they're absorbed into your fat when they're not efficiently eliminated through other sources in your body. And so one of the studies I looked at that I talk about in episode 24 was looking at the presence of OCPs in sweat. I just don't want to say organochlorinated pesticides. <laughs> like that's I can't believe I got that. So OCPs, okay. 
But so research was looking at how much OCP was present in sweat and found that as sweating increased, that it, they were actually present. So sweating helps your body to uh, eliminate some of those things that don't come out of other sources, right? They're not present in your blood per se. They're not present in your urine per se. So you're not eliminating them that way that they are best eliminated through sweat. So like I said, I have my own sauna blanket. It took me a while, right? Episode 24, we're at 201. It's been a while, but I have one. I've been using it at home and I absolutely, I, I love it. So if we need to do another, I think we do need to do another episode about the benefits of sweating. I mean, I even hear from clients too. There's this negative connotation with sweating that if you are sweating, especially for those of you who may be in larger bodies, I think that there's like a lot of stigma that comes from that. But sweating is a totally normal and healthy, and in this case, like (laughs) really beneficial process that we can help facilitate by using an at-home tool like a sauna or a sauna blanket or something like that. And it isn't just goop science. (laughs) And you're like, wait, what do you mean goop science? Just Google goop and like, God bless Gwyneth Paltrow, but she is pushing and peddling a lot of just absolute junk science. And this is not that, surprisingly, okay? Surprisingly. So not only does heat exposure, and you could probably, you know, the benefits of heat exposure, a hot bath would do something similar. But what I like about the sauna blanket is it is so much hotter than any hot bath that I could tolerate. According to the manufacturer, it gets up to like 165 inside of the sauna bag, which is just like, it's hot. It's toasty hot. But I feel like I'm able to regulate my temperature better. I sleep better. It improves circulation, what helps with muscle soreness. Um, And then you add on top of that, that it can also help your body clear environmental pollutants from your system and just like sign me up. But again, I'm not saying that your body is toxic and you definitely do not need to go on a juice cleanse. And we should do an episode about sweating and juice cleansing and why those are, (laughs) it's my new term, goop science. All right. And then lastly, the number one thing that I have learned about people, I guess you could say with the Body Nerd Show, um, is episode 135, Planner Fasciitis Fixes. So this really came from social media and learning how much again, like goop science, nonsense that we are fed about how to help our bodies move better and feel better. And plantar fasciitis is one of those things that affects a ton of people. And it also is one of those things where it's like annoying. And yes, it may be super painful, but you're like, "Mm, I'll just like wear these really supportive, restrictive, high arch shoes, and then I'm okay. So for a lot of people, right, you may have been told never go barefoot again and just stretch your calves and just ice your feet and like, you'll be fine, you know, roll on that frozen water bottle. And for many of you, it doesn't, right? That doesn't necessarily work. And that sucks because I I do feel like plantar fasciitis for so many people is one of those pains that you can just like suck it up and like deal with. And I think also too, I mean, honestly, part of the reason I started this podcast and I started my business and I feel like my mission and whole purpose for being here on earth is to help you realize that you do not need to put up with any amount of pain, that there are things that you can do to help your body move better 
and feel better. So plantar fasciitis is absolutely one of those. Also too, like this concept that you have to just put up with a certain amount of pain because you are a certain age. Literally, I had somebody tell me yesterday, like, keep moving because when you're older, it's just going to get worse. And yeah, I don't feel like I did when I'm 18, but I'm also stronger than I was now. And my body feels more stable than it did. And I know more about what it needs to be taken care of. Can I skip three days in a row of my mobility, work, and body maintenance? No. Could I do that at 18? Yes. But I don't mind that because I also like brush my teeth every day and it's no big deal. So anyway, sidetrack back to plantar fasciitis. So to date, episode 135 is one of the most popular episodes of this podcast, which is super exciting because for me, I go, oh my man, there are a lot of you out there that are suffering with plantar fasciitis. So definitely working on resources for you. But the important thing to remember about plantar fasciitis is that your plantar fascia typically is in pain because it is being overworked. So stopping loading it, right? Wearing the restrictive shoes, never going barefoot, getting the arch supports. That may prevent you from loading the plantar fascia, but it does not fix the underlying problem that mechanically is loading the plantar fascia in the first place. So you need to retrain your foot, your ankle, your knee, your hip to work better together to support the foot so the poor plantar fascia isn't pulling all of its weight, right? And this global approach, especially with plantar fasciitis, I find to be so, so, so effective and efficient And this is why my Amplify You process takes your entire body into consideration because what's going on at your foot is not just happening in your foot, your entire body is involved, right? If my glutes aren't helping to support and stabilize my pelvis and so how my foot hits the ground, you know, isn't the most efficient way it should be, then I might get into a scenario in which my plantar fascia is continually overloaded with every step I take. And when your body just can't keep up with repairing things faster than you are breaking them down just by using them, I don't want to say inappropriately, but like in the less least functional way, uh, that's where we run into a case of this overuse and plantar fasciitis. So if you are thinking like, gosh, just plantar fasciitis, it's a pain in my butt and my foot. Yes, it is because it's all connected. But I am actually working on a resource for you right now called the Ultimate Planner Fasciitis Guide. So stay tuned if you're like, that is me. It's going to be your one-stop shop for all things foot pain with tools, what to use and why and when to use what tool, why hard tools are too hard, why I don't like those hard wooden roller things or the spiky plastic balls. We'll talk about shoes, what type of footwear you want to wear and look for and why. We'll talk about what plantar fasciitis is, why it happens, and then also the exercises that you can do if you have pain now that incorporate activations to build strength and massage to address the tension and dysfunction, Um, exercises to help you strengthen, and then exercises to help you maintain so that you can continue to move better and feel better. So if you're like, uh, yes, sign me up, (laughs) definitely start with the foot pain fix. I mentioned that previously in this episode, but you can grab that at awellness.com slash foot pain and then you will be the first to know when it launches so 
I hope to get it out by the end of Q1, so springtime. It's called The Ultimate Planter Fasciitis Guide for a reason because it really, I want it to encompass all things. And I've been talking to people um, and I've been reading your comments. And so I think I think we got a good place to start. So super stoked on that. Um, and I will share more with you also here on the podcast as soon as that is ready. So there you have it. The five things that made me go, wow, (laughs) while making the Body Nerd Show. I know there's going to be many, many more. Um, If you also want to go back and listen to these episodes, I will link to all of them in the show notes at aewellness.com slash podcast. But I also want to hear from you about what episodes made you go, oh, man. I hadn't realized that. Anywhere in the catalog, maybe it was the first episode you listened to. Maybe it was the fifth. Maybe it was the one you listened to two weeks ago. Um, I definitely want to know. So you can drop me an email at info at aewellness.com. You can leave me a voicemail on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. You can send me a DM over on Instagram. I'm at hollerfamala. I'm really curious because the body nerd community, I know, I know that y'all are out there because I talk to you on social media and I'm curious what you are nerding out about because you already know what I'm nerding out about and it's helping you to move better and feel better. And as we wrap up things, uh, there are still some spots available for the 2023 Mavens Retreat that's happening this May in Puerto Vallarta. So if you are looking for adventure, if you are looking to work with me in person to help with your plantar fasciitis or low back pain or core strength or neck pain or whatever, this is a place to do it. If you also just need a break from life to like recharge and refresh, the Mavens Retreat is the place for that. There is rest there is recovery there is guacamole like it's gonna be awesome and it will be the place to have fun and laugh until your sides hurt and meet a bunch of kick-ass movement-minded women and femmes in real life so definitely come and join us and if you want to go and you want to save some money, like $250, send me an email with the subject retreat me before February 28th, 2023. My email again is info at aewellness.com. And I will get you all hooked up. And you can learn more about the Mavens Retreat. Again, it'll be linked in the show notes or by heading on over to aewellness.com slash retreat. So again, everything from today's episode, everything I talked to, all of those shows are going to be linked at aewellness.com slash podcast, fun links, free downloads, you know, the drill, all of those things. And thank you for subscribing and thank you for being here. And thank you for sharing these episodes with your friends and family and workout partners and whoever. Um, And also thank you for taking the time to leave a review because I know it seems like it's so inconsequential, but it really does make a difference. And I super appreciate you. Like for example, right now I just got an email today that the show is trending top 200 podcasts in the United States in the health and wellness category which is like bananas do you know how many podcasts are there's like tens of thousands probably millions of podcasts and thanks to you we are in the top 200 Ah, just, just crazy. So thank you for that. So here's asking better questions, moving more, listening to more podcasts, I guess, <laughs> and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool. And you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks. And body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. 
Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.